podcast. I'm JK Osei and I have a problem but to help us appreciate the problem even though I'm no Jesus I have a parable which goes something like this. Now as a man walks into his house he opens the door and is immediately greeted by a very pleasant mix of aromas and the broad smile of his wife. His wife has taken time to prepare all his favorite meals and serve them in one sitting. Obviously, he's very elated, so he sits at the table and quickly samples a few of the dishes. He then rushes into the room, and with his wife sitting there and smiling, she's obviously thinking he's going to shower and return to enjoy all this food. So she waits and she waits. 20 minutes pass, then 40 minutes Her husband has still not emerged from the room. So she calls him out, but then gets no response. The excitement is starting to fade. So she gets up to make her way to the bedroom to check on him. When he opens the door, she's shocked by what she sees. Her husband is on the bed, fast asleep and snoring. He hasn't even changed out of his work clothes. Now, just... Imagine for a moment with me how you think the next sequence of things will pan out. This is the podcast. just wait before you go all crazy on that man remember that story is about you you are that man you are the one ignoring God's word the word God has taken time to prepare for you throughout the ages you you dip into it you take a piece here you take a piece there and then you forget about it that's how we treat the word of God now we have a problem and that's the reason why I shared the story it was to highlight the problem and I'll tie it in in just a bit but the aim for this podcast for this episode is to one to highlight a problem to to explain why the problem exists and then we are going to look at how we are going to go about fixing that problem and then we'll look at why we need to fix it and then we'll look conclude by looking at the benefits of getting it fixed so first let's look at the problem the problem is most christians don't understand the bible 
Now, this may come as a shock to you and you may even protest that what do you mean by most Christians don't understand the Bible? I've been reading the Bible my whole life and you are telling me that I don't understand. Well, we will find out shortly. Now, the bigger problem, aside the fact that most Christians don't understand the Bible, is the fact that most Christians don't know they don't understand the Bible. That is a bigger problem than not understanding the Bible itself. Because people don't know, they don't understand the Bible. They are not looking for a solution. They are walking around thinking that they do understand the Bible and every now and then they get stuck in something about the Bible they don't really get or someone throws a question or a challenge at them about their faith and they will either sidestep it or tell the person you like arguing too much and then just move away or sometimes they just get confused and start to doubt their own faith but all these symptoms if you've experienced any of them will go back to the fact that Christians and a lot of Christians don't understand the Bible now I'm going to outline a few reasons why this problem exists the first is as I mentioned ignorance of the problem Christians a lot of Christians don't understand and they don't know they don't understand now if you're a Christian if you've been a Christian your whole life or you, you grew up um, at some point in your life you became a Christian your Bible approach has been something like this you go to church if from from Sunday school you you go to church you learn some memory verses you recite them you have to keep them in your mind the following Sunday you have to repeat them and all of that and you learn new memory verses and that's how Sunday school generally works then you grow up through to youth or children and all, all, all those all those stages where you learn more memory verses you learn some bible stories and you pick some lessons from the bible stories and then that's how you move on you get into adult church and then you go to sunday um service the pastor preach from some um passage romans 6 or something the following sunday they will preach from um, john 5 then the following sunday they will preach from exodus 13 the next one from somewhere else and as you move on you accumulate these stories and these um, lessons and you formulate your understanding of God and all of that from these collections so your understanding of the Bible is built on a collection of Bible stories and verses and that is a problem and we will find out why that is a problem but the next reason why people don't understand the Bible is because of how they expect to understand the Bible. Now, most Christians think that the Holy Spirit is responsible or solely responsible for telling them what the Bible means. So, when Christians read the Bible, they read the text and sort of open their mind in in some way and hope to get some maybe a voice or something telling them that what i've read this is what it means and this is how i apply it to my life and all of that or they put themselves in the text or wherever you see david you see you replace it with kofi or ama and that's how 
they understand the bible they they just read the bible like some mystical book and then they expect to get some interpretation from somewhere and that also affects how they understand the bible the next thing is what i call subjective interpretation so others also read the bible and then they have this idea that when i read the bible it's the bible is speaking to me now that in itself is not necessarily wrong but here's how they mean by it's speaking to me what they mean is my understanding of the bible as i have read it is correct for me regardless of what you think about it how i understand it is for me you can understand it in a different way but that is for you so it's subjective there's no objectivity in our interpretation so i can't be wrong it's how i see it that is for me you can keep how you see it that's for you it works for you that's fine it works for me that's okay that's how we understand the bible and therefore we think that i can't be wrong in my understanding of a particular text because this is how it feels for me or this is how i got it so it's for me and that is also wrong and the last one is what i call a lack of an understanding of the fundamentals of the bible the bible is a written document god's written document for us and with every written document because it's written it brings up certain things certain rules certain principles that naturally govern how you study a written document let me give you a quick example i'm just going to go through and give examples of some of these points i've highlighted so let's start from the fundamentals if we look at if i give you say a newspaper that had the heading or the front page read something like this the president visited the northern region now as soon as you read that you're thinking okay so the president visited the northern region but you are thinking that's your president but there are so many things about this headline that we we understand what it says but there's still a lot we don't know for example the moment you see on the front page that that newspaper was printed in 1985 your understanding of that headline changes because now when you see the president you are not thinking of the president of your country in 2021 you are thinking who was the president in 1985 and then you ask yourself wait in fact with this newspaper where is it even from is it from my country or is it from another country these are all questions that come up because you have in your hand a written document so because it's a written document there are things you have to have in order to make better sense of what it's saying otherwise you will be wrong because you'll be wrong in assuming that simply because it says the president visited the northern region one is talking about your president two is talking about your northern region because for example if you live in my country ghana you know that 1985 the definition of the northern region or the boundaries of the northern region are not the same as the boundaries of the northern region in 2021 so you need 
when you have more information it helps you understand what you are reading and that's the quest of helping us all understand what we are reading we need to get to the point where we understand these things and then we will be able to understand what we are reading if you don't understand these things you could read the bible till you are old and gray and you still will not understand what you are reading now let me give you another example of why subjectivity is wrong now in the story of matthew jesus matthew 22 jesus is having a discussion or rather the sadducees approach jesus and try to trick him by asking the question of um, a man with seven brothers and and all of that and they ask him so if i let me read it for you matthew 22 25 to 32 now there were seven brothers this is the sadducees asking jesus a question there were seven brothers the first man married and died since he had no children he left his wife to his brother the same thing happened to the second and the third right down to the seventh finally the woman died now then at the resurrection whose wife will she be since all seven of them were married to her now here's jesus what jesus told them jesus replied you are in error because you do not understand the scriptures or the power of god at the resurrection people will neither marry nor be given in marriage they will be like the angels in heaven but about the resurrection of the dead have you not read what god said to you i am the god of abraham the god of isaac the god of jacob he is not the god of the dead but the living so a few things i want to point out from this text first of all the sadducees don't believe in the resurrection but when they come to jesus and they ask him the question Jesus doesn't say, well, when you read the scripture, what you think is for you or how you understand it is okay for you, keep it. And how I understand it is okay for me, I'll keep it. We are, let's all be happy. Jesus straight up tells them, you are in error because you are reading the text and you are not getting it. So Jesus isn't saying your subjective view of the text is okay because Jesus is saying if you understood the text correctly you would come to the right conclusion you would not be arguing that there is no resurrection and Jesus points out to them that the text or the the syntax of the text is what should have given them the clue because Jesus says in in the Old Testament God is referred to as I am the God or God refers to himself as I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Now, what the point Jesus is making is that these people are dead. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. They are dead. So the correct syntax for the grammar should have been I was the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, right? Because they are dead. And then Jesus points out to them that because that's not what it says god is by using the i am actually making a point by saying that he's not a god of the dead but the living in god's mind these people are not dead so you can't say you don't believe in the resurrection when even dead people are alive in the mind of god so jesus used 
the text to to highlight the error in the thinking of the Sadducees. He didn't say, "Oh well, you believe um, there's no resurrection. That's fine. You can keep it, and those who believe in the resurrection can keep their belief." Jesus told them that there is a wrong way to look at the scripture, and there is a right way to look at the scripture. So we have to do away with this idea that um, what I think. Is, is what I think the passage says is okay for me and what you think it says is okay for you. We have to strive for that singular meaning. That's not always easy, granted, but we have to strive for it. That's what we need to look for. As long as we can understand that there is a singular meaning, we can push for it and work hard and try to find that singular meaning. But if we, if we end up with the thinking that everything goes, then we will never try and find that meaning. Now, sometime back, I was trying to teach my son how to read, and I, he was he was struggling with some words, and I told him, when you come across a new word, you have to break that word into the sounds, and then you'll be able to pronounce it, because you know how all the letters sound and how this they sound when they are combined, and so you can pronounce a name word when you come across it, and then it hit me. This is also one of the reasons why a lot of Christians don't understand the Bible. Because of a lack of the building blocks and understanding of the building blocks that will help you understand the Bible. So, what are the building blocks? When we look at the Bible, there are different things we need to come to appreciate if we are going to grow in our understanding of the text. Without appreciating how the Bible is and how we got the Bible, we will not appreciate the things we need to know about the Bible. So, for example, if you want to appreciate or you want to understand the Bible, you need to understand the plan of the Bible or what I call the story of the Bible, the big picture. And that's one of the things we are going to do. So we are going to go through in subsequent episodes all the building blocks that are essential to our understanding of the Bible. We are going to look at the big picture. The story of the bible from genesis to revelation what is the bible about if you understand that how the whole plan of the bible is it helps you to orient yourself because the bible can sometimes look like a very big book 66 books and so many prophets and uh, poems and, and, and letters and all of that but if you understand the layout of the bible and what the plan is and the flow of the bible everywhere you find yourself in any book of the bible you know where that book fits in the light of the big picture and so you can situate what you are reading a lot better and it helps it greatly helps with your understanding so you don't get lost if you are in genesis you know what the story of genesis is about if you are in arts you know what the story is about so it really helps you now for example another thing we need to look at is look at different writing styles in the bible and um, hebrews 1 um, verse 1 tells us that a long time ago God spoke to us in different ways um, through the prophets and has in these last days spoken to us by his son. So there are different ways that God spoke to us and there are, so God spoke at different times. If anybody has read, for example, the works of Shakespeare, you realize that the, the English is even different. The way the, the, dialect, the, the dialogue is written is different from how we speak now. Because the language has changed. 
So imagine something written centuries ago. The language is different and the, and the style of writing is different. So when you are reading, you need to know what kind of genre this is. Am I reading poetry? Am I reading history? Am I reading literature? Whatever it is I'm reading, it can help you understand the text a lot better. Because if you're reading in history, something, you know that this is a historical fact, you know it's literal. If you're reading something in Songs of Solomon or you're reading something in Proverbs and you know that this is largely poetry or something like that, you know how to take what you're reading and how to apply it. It's the same thing um, when you are reading, for example, the news in the newspaper. In the newspaper, there are some editorials, there are some jokes, there are some adverts. Whatever you are reading, you know that this is an advert. You know this is a, a comic section. Because you know it's a comic section, the way you think about it and the way you approach it is different. So different from if you are reading the editorial or something. So understanding these things really help with your overall understanding of the text you are reading. And then you also have to we'll look at something like context, how to understand context. Context is probably the, the biggest thing or the biggest hurdle to your understanding of the Bible. Context, understanding things in their proper context. And we're going to look at all that. We are going to look at the translations, the different Bibles, the different um, translations we have and all that, which translation works for you and all of that we will look at all those things to help your understanding and um, we are going to look at some technical things in in, in in language itself so for example even if you look in our normal english we have things like idiomatic expressions we have things like similes and so many things so when you're reading the bible you come across something like and um, paul says if i have the tongues of angels and i have no love yeah is he talking about He's saying that angels have tongues that he's he, that he can speak, or is it just some hyperbole or something? These are things we are going to take our time and look at to help our understanding. Because I mean, if you don't get these building blocks, it becomes very difficult to improve or to grow in your understanding. Who gets the understanding wrong? Who who think wrongly of the Bible or who? Um, don't understand the Bible are wrong. They are wrong, all right, but they are sincerely wrong. They are sincere. They are not trying to be um, nefarious or any in anything. They are really trying to understand the Bible when they read it and when when they share with people. Even sometimes pastors who may say some things that are not really sitting right in the Bible as we as 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 they should. Um, use it. Um, I always make mention of a, a pastor who I enjoy listening to on radio uh, for the simple reason that he really can quote a lot of memory verses. He can recite a lot of memory verses. Most of them out of context. Most of them he, he applies them completely wrongly. But I just love the fact that he's able to recite a lot of memory verses. But he's wrong. He's sincerely wrong. In a lot of his application of the text although he can recite so a lot of people love jesus i i don't doubt your love or their love for jesus in fact i'm counting on it because of course if you don't love jesus you don't care about jesus um you you wouldn't bother you wouldn't want to put in the effort to really learn how to understand what you are reading because think of it when you 
say you love Jesus and that's all you care about. Some people say, well, I don't want to do any theology. I just want to love Jesus. That's fine. But how would you love someone if you don't know what they want? If you don't know what they like? If you don't know what they want you to do? How can you show that you love them? And that's the thing with the Bible. Going back to the story I started earlier on. In the Bible, God has put his word. In the Bible, we get to see who God is. We get to see what he likes, what he expects of us, what he doesn't like, everything. So properly understanding the Bible is fundamental to our expression of our love for him. You can't do anything right and proper if you miss your understanding if you mix up your understanding of the bible you can't even pray right how do you know what you're supposed to pray about how do you know how you're supposed to pray all of this come from studying the bible correctly so there is no getting around it if you want to be a christian you want to grow as a christian you want to express your love for god you want to be fruitful and 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 beneficial to the kingdom you have no option you have no choice you have to study the bible and you have to commit to doing it right and on this podcast we are going to walk through the things we can do to gradually grow and learn to study the bible right sometimes it's difficult there are things you've learned for a long time you've grown up you are used to it and then you find out that uh, this is not the way to do it and then you have to change sometimes it's hard but if you are convinced in yourself that this is this is the better way to do it then you will be able to do it even if it's hard it may seem uncomfortable now my goal is not to get you to agree with me that's not my goal i'm not trying to get everybody to think the way i think or to understand the bible the way i understand the bible that's not my goal my goal is to help you build a mechanism for evaluating what you choose to believe so you can say i believe in x or i believe in y because the bible teaches it now you must be able to explain that position biblically you must be able to defend it biblically you must be able to point out why you believe x and not y and why believing y is wrong do that also biblically when you are able to do those things then you know that you are you are building your convictions right because if you just say well i believe that and and that's what i believe i I don't care what anybody thinks you may be wrong and a lot of christians don't like to be told they are wrong and they can't explain why they are right but they just want to stay with their own mind thinking well i'm right and i'll stay like that i don't want you to convince me i'm not trying to convince you but that was not Jesus' approach when jesus met the sadducees he told them you are wrong and then went on to show them why they are wrong and that's what we ought to do we must be convincing ourselves that we are right and more importantly also we must be able to explain why the other view is wrong because if you can't explain why that is wrong how do you know yours is right so those are the things i want to help us understand because i could i could just come and tell tell everybody okay 
this is my view on this this is my view on that and that would just be like everybody else every other pastor every other teacher everybody else just going about teaching a position on a subject matter but the problem is a lot of christians don't have the mechanism to evaluate truth so for example one pastor will tell you i believe you're supposed to speak in tongues and he'll give you 10 passages to support the position then another pastor some other day you hear another pastor who comes and says no i believe you're not supposed to speak in tongues and he will give you 10 passages to um, justify that position so as a christian how do you evaluate which is correct how can you sift through these ideas these positions that they've put forward so that you can determine which is right that's what learning the fundamentals is about so that you can look through all the passages are they applying the passages correctly is in the correct right context and this and that you can destructure or decompose all the arguments that they make to be able to know which position is correct are we speaking in tongues or are we not speaking in tongues or is the truth somewhere in the middle and they both mixed it you need to be able to do that if you don't have the mechanism if you don't understand the fundamentals you will always be that type of christian who believed today we are supposed to speak in tongues tomorrow we are not supposed to speak in tongues the next day we are supposed to speak in tongues then the other day we are not supposed you will always be tossed about because you don't have the mechanism for evaluation and evaluating your convictions and the convictions that you you hear other people um, expouse so that's why we need to fix this we need to solve the problem by first helping us to develop these key fundamentals and then we will be able to benefit from it all so yeah that's in a nutshell what the 830 podcast is about we are going to do learn these fundamentals so we all can develop the mechanism for evaluating truth so in season one of the 830 podcast we're going to do the fundamentals we're going to learn how to understand the bible all the building blocks we'll, we'll go through everything and then in season two we're going to look at subjects we're going to look at subject matters um something like like the example i gave should we speak in tongues should we not speak in tongues um should we do tithes should we not um all those things we're going to do all that but we have to do that after we've all come to a good understanding of the fundamentals so that even with my own positions that i will expouse you will then have the tools to even evaluate what i say and you just it will not just be a matter of okay he said it and i believe it no if we learn to be able to evaluate what we hear and to be able to analyze and critically um, assess what we hear we put ourselves in a much better position to discern truth from error and not be thrown about by any wind of doctrine that comes our way so this is what the podcast is going to be about just learning to grow in our understanding of the bible and the more we do it the better we will get and we will also be in a good position to teach others so join me next time as we go through learning to understand the bible and making sure 
we understand what we read. Catch you next time. This has been the 830 Podcast.